Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello again, and welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. 4Play is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. So we're going to talk about on foreplay today why men won't talk to us, Adam. <laughs> As he's <here>. silent. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. I don't like to talk. Yeah, but I, I wanted to thank our viewers because or our listeners. I want to thank our listeners because several of them have been rating and reviewing, and we had a contest a little bit back, and we said you know of the first three people who rated and reviewed our show. We were going to send them a book. We were going to take a drawing and send the, you know, one of them a book. Well, it turned out, thank you, first of all, we, we sent out three books because yeah. we could not think, well, one of the things we learned is that people in other countries that are listening to us. Um, we have people listening in other countries. Oh, my gosh. We're international. Canada. Canada. Canada is like 10% of our listeners. What? We are Canadian. We are Canadian. Please way send to go, us Canada. Trudeau. Way, way, to, way to go, <laughs> please, Canada. Please, please send us your leader. You're, Can you take over North America for sexy. us? Who knew you were sexy? Way yeah. to go, Canada. <laughs> you are sexy, Canada, and thank you. But, you know, if and UK, too. UK and Ireland. So we had people all over the world rating and reviewing us and sending us a note saying, hey, I, d- I rated and reviewed you, but we didn't see it. So we're like, could you do it again because it's not showing up, blah, blah, blah. Well, we know how to do it now. We know how to look at other countries' sites, the rate and review. And, but 
We're going to do another contest. Another and one. Thank you. Could you just please rate and review us? And then of the first three people who send us a screenshot, wherever you are in the world, of the review, send it to us, and we will send you a four-play mug. A we will send you a coffee mug. mug. Yeah, we have they these, are good. these black yeah. coffee mugs. And the coffee is like Adam's and my thing. Yeah, it's, you know, my, we, spirit, it's my spirit animal. <laughs> it's my love language. It is his love language, yeah. 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 It's my ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> so we always have coffee. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? We always have coffee before this podcast. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. wouldn't happen. Foreplay four like brought a, to you by Juan Valdez. <laughs> you are like a skinny latte, sometimes ice latte. No, like? coffee black. That's a man's drink. <laughs> lattes. Lattes. You lattes. have had lattes. I, I love latte. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 need, I need my coffee. And I'm a latte skin. girl with sugar-free vanilla. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like them iced in the summer, and then it's like, as soon as the winter, you know, as soon as the weather changes, I'm back to Yeah. We like, we like that vanilla sweet cream. Me, Ooh. And, me and my wife like that vanilla Ooh, sweet yeah. cream right now. And I just tried cappuccino first time. Really? Oh, that, was, that was what I had this morning, yeah. All right. Well, get your get your okay. cof, coffee mugs and mention the okay. email. Okay. email okay. They yeah, so email at foreplayrst.com. Yep. It's like info at foreplayrst.com. But you can come to our website, and we need you to do this on iTunes. So iTunes you can only do on the computer. You can't do it from your phone. Most people listen to us mobily. But, you know, hey, Canada, you know, go to your computer and rate and review us. And then just send us the screenshot, and we will send you a mug. And who knows, we might end up generous like the last time, more than three. But we're grateful for it. It really helps our show if you subscribe to us and rate and review us. That, that pops us to the top. And you know what? Uh, just for the record, we are trending at like the third and fourth line of top podcasts on sexuality. That's great. One time we were same line as Dan Savage, who, mm-hmm. you know, is one of the biggest, he is like the biggest sex podcast out there. And we were, when you looked at related to mm-hmm. Dan Savage's podcast related to him, there we were. Yeah, we're moving yeah. on up. We were like number seven mm. for for like hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, couple of, a couple hours. There. I obsessively was minutes. looking. You know, like where are we? And well, I was like, you, you, you kept downloading, and we kept moving yeah. up. It was weird. But a lot of times we are sometimes even two, line two, two, mm. three, and four for sure. Usually line three, definitely. Yeah. Sometimes we slip, but okay. So we're going to talk, why don't men talk? To, why don't men talk? What, what men is that? Talk? We're talking about avoidant avoidant males, right? Or, yeah. Avoidantly attached males. And, and honestly, I mean, this is another one of those things where we got to say we're, it's a, we're yeah. a little gendered here. We're a little we like, stereotypical. But it is it does seem to be that most men don't like to talk. Women, by and large, bring, are the initiators of couples therapy. Yeah. All right? They're the ones that are going to bring. They make the call. They make the call. They're the they scout. Bring yeah. They like often come in first. Yeah, they do. They is check it, safe? it out. Is it safe? Yeah. Is it? I get I get a lot of women who who tell me um, we want a male therapist because we want our husband to feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. We don't yeah. want him to feel ganged up on. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it's a thing. It's a it's something right. it's something that happens. I think men trust me because they really get it that I. I'm about sex. Right. You know, like I <laughs> yeah. can help them get more sex, and I think that that are men more, smooths over the gender issue. Are men more likely to come to a sex therapist, do you think? If you know, you, if oh, they yeah. See, you think they're, oh, yeah, they're more willing so. to do that yeah, they, because they, they think they're going to help you? They're their needs are going to be well represented, yeah. usually. Yeah, and I think, I think I don't know, I'm kind of at this magic age where men feel comfortable talking to me about sex. 
Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I have more male clients these days than ever before. I think when you talk about why men don't talk, I think a lot of times our culture puts a premium on the strong, silent type um, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for men. That's what um, looks strong. That's what looks strong is is not talking a lot, especially about emotions, right? We right. can talk about football all day long. Yeah. We can talk about cars. We can talk about things that are considered masculine. Sure. Um, but even then, it's more about the doing rather than the talking, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I, I think when you think about men going out together, you know, by and large, they are doing something together yeah. and they bond through activity not necessarily yeah. the hey let joe let's go out and get a cup of coffee together yeah. you might do that I, I do that <laughs> me and my friends do that but we but by and large i think that's i think that's accurate like yeah. we we still would rather go do things and be active but I, I think when women bond they're like i'm sorry i talked over you but okay. you know they're going out to lunch with each other they're sitting face to face that's how they feel like they're connecting. And yeah. so when their partner comes home and wants to go out and do yard work and says, hey, come help me, it mm-hmm. feels like you're just asking me to do a chore. You're not bonding yeah. with me. Yeah. I, a lot of, in a lot of my couples, one of the chief complaints from the wife is that her husband never sits still. Like on the weekend, mm-hmm. they never rest and relax. He's always doing some kind of project around the house or he's always going and doing or he's involved in like eight different softball leagues. Yeah. Know. Um, and there's always, basketball twice. There's always something that's happening that's requiring constant movement that's not just sitting down and, mm-hmm. um, and talking. Which is what she likes often. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women feel the need for emotional connection. I, I would say more women than men feel the need for emotional connection before they become sexual. So they're mm-hmm. frustrated. They're not getting something from him that they need in order to flip the switch to be sexual. Yeah. But, you know, I think about, like, what I hear from men, why they don't talk to women is, or to their wives is, first of all, they get frustrated with the list of complaints. Mm. You know, I, I think as a man, they feel this need to fix it. Mm. They don't realize that all she needs is a listening ear. And so she starts to go on and on and on about, you know, what happened at tennis or, you know, what happened at work or what happened with the children. And he's just already zoning out. Like okay, I'm not supposed to say anything. So I'm yeah. not supposed. not well, supposed to fix this. Last time I tried, we got in a big fight. I don't know what to say. So he's like deer in the headlight. Yeah, I, I think we are hardwired to fix and solve problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that we see a problem generally, men want to attack it and fix it, right? And yeah. so it's hard to listen to how all of these problems, especially if it's a deluge of problems, if it's not. If our spouses are not asking for advice, it gets really heavy. Like our, our mechanism to be able to... to um, right, you're loaded up and loaded up with problems. Yeah. And or we may have offered advice before and that's got shot down. And so or ignored. We, or ignored. And so we don't know how to how to respond oftentimes. Or to, right. Because that's all our mechanism is solve it, fix it, offer solutions. And when that's being ignored or rejected, then it's like, how do we listen? Yeah. What are we so, listening for? So reflective listening. Yeah. Can I just go to that? I mean, sure. when your partner is talking about their complaints of the day, all you need to do is murmur and sympathize. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, so you're really upset with her or your boss did that and that's tough. And, you know, yeah. I mean, to me, I, I guess I listen to repetitive stuff all the time. I mean, patients go through a process, right? And they're repetitive in their problems, the way they discuss them. 
you know, everything, you know, they maybe start from one corner of the problem mm -hmm. one week and the next week they're starting from another corner of the problem, but it's the same problem. Yeah. So listening to something repetitive, I know that they're, they're working on it. Internally, they're working on it. They're telling me all the different aspects of it. So I'm just, frankly, never bored with repetition. Yeah. I know people need to do that. I know that that's healing. You know, as they begin to become aware of their repetition and their stuckness, so I would say offer that. Just offer a mirror, you know, gosh. Well, and I think it's also reframing what the problem is. The problem is, that you're trying to solve is the emotion that's being expressed. Yeah. Right? You're not trying to fix it, so to speak, but part of solving it is responding to it well, like mm -hmm. you're talking about. To, hearing to, the emotion. Hearing the emotion and then validating that that emotion is okay. Yeah. Like that's the job, right? And I think sometimes if men can shift into that and reframe what they're trying to do is they're not trying to fix the problem at work or the problem with the kids, what they're trying, what they're trying to solve is, is what is the emotion that is being expressed and how can I validate that emotion? Right. Right. I, I think another thing that I hear about why men don't, you know, open up and talk about things with their female partners is that they are afraid that she's going to want to fix them. She's going to mm -hmm. offer advice and tell him how to do stuff. And he, frankly, just wants to have a sounding board as well. You know, yeah. He wants to talk about it. He may want to talk about it and be done with it. And she wants to go into too much detail about it. Or she wants to tell him, well, did you try this? Did you try that? And he's like, uh, you don't know my industry. You don't know what I'm up against. Now you're not understanding, which it's kind of the reverse problem, right? Yeah, well, and... And I think men want to be seen oftentimes as being able to handle their own problems. To be competent. Yeah. So if there's any kind of criticism that's coming back when they're expressing, they're going to share less and less because we don't want to be criticized. We don't want to be seen as not being able to handle our stuff. Right. I mean, I think that goes for both genders. If we get advice or we get criticism about that we should feel differently about something, we're going to stop opening up. Mm, you know? Yeah. I think another one on here that we want to talk about about why men don't talk is there is oftentimes a fear that it is going to start a fight or it is going to make things worse. Uh, yeah. That if we share what's really going on or what we're really thinking, especially if we have a legitimate complaint about the relationship or something that we want fixed or changed, that it's going to start a fight. Yeah, it's going to so lead they, to conflict and it's going to escalate things and it's going to hurt rather than it's going to help. Yeah, so they, they, they're conflict avoidant somewhat because they don't want to start a fight. Mm. Okay, let's come back and talk about that conflict avoidance. For Play Radio Sex Therapy, right back. Wanting Sex Again. How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Matthews, and I want to welcome you to Matthews Counseling. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We believe in people, specifically that no two people are alike and therefore they need solutions that are unique to them. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. At matthewscounseling.net, we strive to help make the first step easy. There you will find our blog with some great resources from our therapist. You'll also find a link to our client portal where you can schedule directly with our therapist at your convenience. We offer free 30-minute consultations either in person or over the phone, so the first step is at no cost to you. Give us a call at 919-587-8018 or again, find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. Okay, so we're back with Four Play Radio Sex Therapy and your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. We're talking about why men avoid talking, and one of them, one of the things you just said was because they're afraid it'll start a fight. Yeah, I think there's sometimes it, that's an avoidance of conflict, or sometimes it's just every time it seems like, especially in high conflict couples, that it always ends in that. It always yeah. ends in a fight, or it always ends with each other being mad. And so, and if there's no resolution to it then why do it? Yeah. Why continue to talk when it's just going to lead to those type of things? Absolutely. And, and I hear men say that that's one of the reasons they don't want to listen to her complaining about her life because pretty soon they think she's going to be complaining about them. Mm, you know, it's yeah. like one thing, she's in a bad place, she's in a bad mood, I just want to get out of the room. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to contain her. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I think, and I think, too, we said this earlier, but when men have a complaint or they have something difficult that they want to talk about that has to do with the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when they bring it up, they have a hard time dealing with the emotion that's met in response. Right. Right. I have a lot of uh, couples who, when he brings something up, she starts to cry. Right. It's just, Ooh, it's and just, crying is so confusing. Oh now. yeah. But yeah. it's her, she, it's like so confusing. It just overwhelms her initially and she, she wants to stay in it. Yeah. Um, but she just starts to it's cry. It's her tension. Yeah. Her tension release. But I think for a guy, it, it triggers like I hurt her. I need mm-hmm. to be protective of her. That's right. Very confusing. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to hurt her. Right. Um, and, and that, I think one of the, that's a positive attribution to not talking sure. is that the thought is, I don't want to hurt her anymore than yeah. I already have. But, yeah. you know, when I say stuff, when I when I have a complaint or when I have something I want to be different, it just it's hurting and it makes the situation worse rather than better. Right, right. So how do we help people with this? 
you know, how do we help them start talking? Because we're all about helping people connect sexually. And, and my motive here is, is in part emotional connection, but also the precursor that women seem to need of this emotional connection and they get it through talking. Mm -hmm. I I think one thing for men that they have to realize that is that it's going to be uncomfortable. It's Mm going to stretch them probably outside of their comfort zone, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's necessary to, to improve the health of the relationship and to lead to that thing that you're talking about, like to increase your sexual relationship, to increase frequency, intensity, um, passion in your relationship, it's probably going to be a step outside of the comfort zone. But at the same time, it's probably not going to be at the same level of talking that his spouse is going is going to do. Okay, so you're saying talking is a necessary evil, guys. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you have I to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. I think that for the women out there, one thing is offer an invitation mm-hmm. to talk that is safe enough that he can enter the conversation. Yeah. You know, maybe don't start with a complaint. You know, my husband every morning says, how did you sleep? It's it's just a sweet question, you know. Mm. I mean, it, it's it's a conversation starter because I don't know that yeah. he really cares if I slept well or not. Mm. You know, but it's an opening, right, that's yeah. soft. And I can take it anywhere. Oh, I slept great. Oh, and I had this dream or I'm thinking about today. It's, an, it's a kind of a neutral opening. Right, and I think if she can add to that invitation what she's looking for in the conversation, mm-hmm. right? So he's prepared. So he's prepared, yeah, like to say, can I just take five minutes and vent to you about my day? I don't need advice. I just need to just get this off my chest so I can move on with the rest of our evening. Right, so she cues him into what she's looking for right. so he doesn't wonder. Mm. Am I supposed to fix this? Am yeah. I supposed to know what to do here? Yeah. This is the same old thing she always talks about, and she just needs to vent. Yeah. yeah, and if she is looking for advice and wants some feedback, asking for that, asking for that as well. Can you help me problem solve this? Right. And I think too that if women will, even if they don't always need it, if they will bring problems to their husband to help problem solve, to brainstorm mm-hmm. solutions. I think would go a long way, a long way as well, because that is speaking his language. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a cousin who we're trying to forge a relationship. He's a male cousin and uh, we've always been each other's, you know, favorite cousins. And, you know, he's been my champion all my life and stuff. And, but he's so very male. Like he asked me, so what's going on in your life? And I'll, I'll tell him something. And I swear to God in like five minutes, conversation over because he's fixed it he's told me what to do and if i you know it's all done and i'm mm-hmm. like demon just listen to me you know i just i i can't you know i know he wants me to go further and talk mm-hmm. further about who i am and to get to know me but he just doesn't have the skill set really at this point and i don't think he listens to my podcast so i love you steven if you do but it's like he needs to learn how to elongate that conversation without going right to that but yeah. I think a soft startup is helpful um, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a complaint. So yeah. a lot of times a woman opens a conversation, any pursuing partner opens a conversation with a complaint. So if you're a male pursuer, this goes for you too. Yeah. You know, if you open with a criticism, you never do this, or mm-hmm. I'm sick of that, yeah. and automatically... It's over. And what happens What happens with men is they get flooded very quickly by that. Mm-hmm. Um, just biologically, we're more inclined to get completely flooded. Heart rate goes up. Very hard to think of anything else except defend, right? Right. And so when it feels like an attack, 
And it can very often feel like an attack, even if the partner doesn't mean to be attacking, if the pursuing partner doesn't mean to be attacking, but any kind of criticism like that sounds very much like an attack. So we get ready to fight. Yeah. And I think that if they, if a guy is getting ready to fight or blow his stack, right? The next best thing really is to shut up and to leave the room and to shut down. Mm. I mean, sometimes the shutdown and withdrawal is about protecting your partner or your family from your mm. temper That's right. and your anger. Yeah, you have to have the freedom to be able to leave, to, to keep yeah. it from going any further. And also, though, I mean, it also requires development over time, right? How do you eventually, right, if we have a temper, we have to learn how to stay in the fight, mm. not lose our temper, you know, when our partner but, is upset with us. But soft startup can really diffuse oh, that so does. quickly, right? It and it, it's just, it's the request, it's the, it's it's softening your tone. It's making it, a request instead of a complaint. That's right. You know what, honey, if you're going to be late, I just need you to call me because I get so anxious and worried, or dinner's been waiting and the children have been waiting and everybody's starving. I, if you just call me, right, I'm, I can adjust. I can yeah. make it happen. Versus... You're late again. You're always late. You don't care about me, and all these yeah. assumptions about it. And, and soft startup also can character really character assassination. Well, that's what, that's exactly what I was going to say. It can it, soft startup can also include an assumption, a good assumption that they did not intend to be harmful. That whatever the complaint is you have, that they didn't intend to hurt you. So saying, I know you probably didn't intend this. I know you probably didn't mean to do this, but this is the way that it felt. Can we mm -hmm. talk about how to change it? Right. Yeah. Having um, a solution. Having a solution in mind. That's right. Is, is such a great way to begin a conversation. Yeah. You know, knowing what you want out of that conversation, there's a direction. Mm -hmm. I, I also think, you know, women say, he doesn't talk to me, and I think, you know, if he is more sexually oriented, he's the sexual pursuer, but the emotional distancer, you could ask questions about sex. Mm -hmm. You know, you could ask him, you know, how he feels after the last time you had sex. I, I mean, I think women are anxious about asking that because they're afraid it'll be it wasn't good enough or, or something. But I, I think that's a really powerful question because it's not, was it good? Mm. But how did you feel after the last time we had sex? Yeah. Crazy stuff, right? Like when you think about our last sexual encounter, what color was it? I mean, just something Wait, where what? he starts to think about the way he might describe his feelings, you mm. know, to help him think about it in a nonlinear way. Uh, it was good. You know, uh, it was good. That's yeah. not a conversation. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want him to, to give him sort of somewhere to leap to. Yeah. I wonder, have you, you've seen, you've seen this, the what color was our last sexual encounter question be effective? <laughs> Adam's like looking at me like, I'm absolutely crazy. Like, that is the stupidest idea a lot. I, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think it's stupid. I think it's exactly what men are afraid their wives are going to ask them. So I'm wondering how to like prepare. How, how would I prepare for my wife to ask me what color my our last sexual encounter? Okay, was. so what color was your last sexual encounter? Um, I don't know. Our walls are beige, so it was beige. It was beige. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think it's just a creative. I mean, it doesn't have to be that, right? Maybe that is dumb. But no, I, no, I don't I, think it, I, I don't okay. think it's dumb. He it's dumb. He thinks it's dumb. He's a therapist. To I me, don't, that's I, really dumb. <laughs> and a man, that's really dumb. I, well, I think you're. I, I think though, in defense, I'm just saying. I think you're asking how to get men to talk, and I yes. do think there is a fear that we're going to have to talk about our feelings all the time. Yes. Right. And so 
I think in that respect, I wonder if 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 you're, they're really closed down. If they, if you got a if you got a, a man that talks about his feelings a lot or that is not afraid of that, I think that's a great question. I think if he's really closed down and you open with that. That's going to be a really hard question mm-hmm. to ask. Ask if he's a, if he withdraws a lot. I, I'm going to go through all my day to day, and I'm going to ask every man I see. <laughs> what, what color was your last time you encountered? I'm going to come back with a rainbow. For I have, but I just have just an alternative is to start asking the factual questions about sex and what he would like in sex. And asking, and as lead-ins, can I suggest yeah. maybe just those as lead-ins? Okay, lead-ins to, to the more feeling the, the more of the feeling questions, because he's going to be able to, he's going to know that information. Yeah. I think what I hear a lot from men is when they they're asked deep, some bizarre questions. Well, not just bizarre when they're asked <laughs> deep feeling questions that for women are probably normal questions. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like when they ask what when women, my perception is, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that they talk about feelings a lot. Like they talk about at the coffee shop, they talk about how did you feel about that yeah. when when the guy when they have a their first kiss with a with a boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. they tend to talk about how they felt when it happened. Men tend right. to talk about how it happened, right? Sure. And even then, the details are small. Like they're not right. going to go into a they say, "Oh, we kissed yeah. after the date." Was I, over. I always tell my husband he's a poor reporter. It's yeah. Like, what happened at the meeting? We voted. You know, yeah. it's like I I want to know a twenty minute discourse, like, right. and you know what was Betty Sue wearing, yeah. and yeah. you know were the, those two people that I always fight were they arguing? I mean, I want to know yeah. everything. Well, right? my wife asked me about my day. I was like, I saw clients all day. What you know this? Like, why well, even know why you have to ask? <laughs> like, I, it's confusing. Like, you see my we have a shared calendar. You know what I did? But it, you know, I mean, she's but it's the color. It's the it's color. It's the color. I know. It's the color it's that's the important. Co- it's not. <laughs> the facts like my father-in-law collected genealogy and it was always like you know who was born to who i don't care it's like were they farmers did they you know did they do something you know with their lives it's like i want to know the color about the the life okay i mean that's the it it yeah and all i'm saying that is that there's some lead up especially when you talk about sex if you start talking about what he what he likes about what you're doing currently, what he wants to change, uh-huh. like, he could he, probably answer. He's that. going to answer and a lot faster, and then questions. moved into the and so and, he has and time I to would, think about it. Yes, and I would say talk to him after sex versus mm-hmm. before sex, right? Because men yeah. are usually more open afterwards; they, yeah. they feel comfortable. Okay, we're the color, done. The color of this podcast, by the way, was blue. <laughs> That's how I felt. It was blue. It was a, it was a turquoise marine color. Oh, like, I love like it. Comforting. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, you are listening to Dr. Adam Matthews talking about the color of this podcast and your sex therapist, Lori Watson. Thanks for listening to it. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.